You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hark the sound, it's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. I'm happy to have you rocking with me today. Happy Tuesday. Do yourself a favor, download and subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked on Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you today, everyone. There is a new ranking for UNC football, and I'm going to give it to you. Also, it's got a new game on the schedule, but there are stipulations to this game. Find out whether it's worth it or not. I'm going to let y'all decide. What to expect from Boston College? We're going to dive into that offense, talk about the head coach, talk about who are going to be their offensive weapons that might give UNC some trouble. trouble. And overall, what is Boston College saying about us and what can we expect from them as they head into Saturday's matchup on ABC? So let's jump into it, shall we? All right. I hope everyone enjoyed their Monday, Monday Night Football, all the hype of Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to need these games to be a little bit earlier. Like, Lord forgive me, but I can't stay up like I used to. I don't know if it's the granny in me, the extra gray hairs from COVID and the pandemic, but my eyeballs get really heavy around 839. So I'm going to need these games to maybe start at six. You know, everyone eating dinner, gather around the table to watch a little football. Anybody else? No? Okay, just me. It's fine. It's totally fine. So I watched a little Monday Night Football and had some recaps watching SportsCenter talking about these newly ranked teams, college football playoffs, who will go, who will stay. It's just, I think rankings are BS, especially at this point. 2020, I don't, everyone should just say play if you can. If you can't, it's fine. But speaking of rankings, UNC newly ranked number 12, which is actually a drop in the polls by one spot. Despite not playing last week, the addition of Big Ten and Big 12 teams now that the season's confirmed is understandable. But at the end of the day, nobody has seen their teams play. So while you all saw Saturday SEC's debut, if that's any indication of how in shape or mentally stable these teams are, it's going to be hella rocky. If you saw the Big 12 and, I don't know, Oklahoma getting their tail to the very end and losing to Kansas State, it's anything can happen. We all know that can already happen in college sports, but especially now in 2020, I think giving rankings is just silly. But you know what? I'll take my number 12 based on whatever conjured up facts and statistics you committee members want to make. That's fine. You know, we'll just keep it pushing. Coach Mac Brown mentioned that based on what he's seen so far in college football, with the late comebacks and inconsistency on special teams, the lack of preparation is rearing its ugly head. As we all know, these guys have had shortened summers, which means shortened practices, shortened spring trainings. They couldn't even be on campus. Had to do Zoom trainings and workouts. And as I talked to Coach Miles Brown, the strength and conditioning coach, it's all different and new and everybody's adjusting. So there's no you know, right way or wrong way to do things. We're all just trying to go with the flow. So a lot of grace given, but at the same time, why are you giving rankings? Because you know good and full well, it's not real. Like everyone's going to put an asterisk on this year anyway, no matter who wins the playoffs and who wins the championship game. So why are we even stressing ourselves out about it? But I digress. But I guess thank goodness that UNC had an extra week. You know, that means they'll be able to get in better conditioning shape, you know, do a little more wind sprints. I'm sure the players don't like that, but hell, it gets you in better shape for making sure you can have game day ready availability and help you stay fresh 
you know, a nice little two miler. Everyone loves that. Not me, but you know, everyone who likes to run (laughs) enjoys that stuff. They got to fix some blatant mistakes. We all know Syracuse opening was not the best showing for Carolina, especially that offense with Sam Howell. So, you know, having a couple extra days to really study film, which, you know, we all know Sam is big on that and getting that offensive line some time to get the things together. But I've talked to several football players who, at the end of the day, have always told me that nothing compares to in-game action. Like, getting popped in practice is way different than getting popped in a game. Just different. Like, you can try with all your might. You can do whatever you can to make sure that you're prepared for that hit, but it's just nothing like an in-game hit. It's nothing like, you know, getting rushed and frantic and scurrying. But, you know, we'll keep our eye out on whether or not these guys will get it done because they got a game coming up Saturday and they got to get it together. (laughs) A positive note, final positive note I'll have is the fact that these injury-stricken players get more time to recover. As we all know, the injury bug is wild and rampant in the world of football because we've seen the NFL every week. It's like 10 people out. But more importantly, college players, I'm surprised there's not more um, guys injured. So thank goodness for that. But even a couple extra weeks being in the training room and getting iced up is always more beneficial, you know, for the body for sure. Now, somebody got on this bat phone. I was talking about not being able to play Clemson on the 26th. I was a little frustrated because I'm like, why wouldn't Clemson? They don't have a game. Let's make it up since we couldn't play Charlotte. It's pretty black and white there, but nobody came calling for Carolina. And yet now we got a game. We got an extra game. UNC will play Western Carolina Friday at uh, late night on December 12th. And that should be a good game. However, the catch is unless UNC has to make up an ACC game, then the game will go on. But if you have an instance like Notre Dame and Wake Forest, where Notre Dame had to postpone because of their positive COVID tests and contact tracing, then you would have to make it up in that time slot. And sorry, Western Carolina, you get the back end. So that's a little bit annoying to me. I don't know. Max said he believed the game was the reason was the ACC wanted to wanted UNC to fill that spot for TV purposes. And it rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, is this what we're doing it for in the first place? I mean, the PC answer, of course, can be, we want to ensure that our players get the most opportunities to play, all that good jazz and smoke that we you know, blow up each other's tail to make sure we feel good about why we're having college kids play in a pandemic. But we all know what this is really about and why we're here. And I'll be glad when we can stop being shy about it. Let's just be coy. Let's stop being coy. You know, at the end of the day, you want to see a Carolina-Notre Dame matchup way more than you want to see Carolina-Western Carolina. Hell, you want to see that way more. You want to see a Clemson-UNC rematch more than you want to see UNC Carolina in Charlotte. So we're not about to sit here and pretend for one second we know what this ain't about. You know, it's all for money at the end of the day. So... I just, I get frustrated because, you know, oh, athletes first, protect the athletes. Okay, but make sure you fill in this game because, you know, that TV spot, (laughs) we need to make some coins, period, right? It's just just too much. So anyway, that's that on that. But hopefully I'll be making that road trip to see the Heels play Western Carolina. And if I do, I'll be sure to take my girl Pearl, who is my white Honda, who I love dear. I hope she's tuned up with a rock auto. 
Bet you didn't know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Hope you're having a great Tuesday and it's Locked on Tar Heels podcast where you can listen every single day to my lovely voice for up to 30 minutes a day. Download and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Do, do me a favor, leave me five stars, Let leave me a review, let me know how much you love the podcast. Greatly appreciated as always. Now, Boston College is no joke. They're heading into Saturday's matchup 2-0. So we got to figure out who we're dealing with. Am I right? So Boston College coach Jeff Halfley is the newest coach for the Eagles. He came in in 2019. He's a former Ohio State co-defensive coordinator. He was named 2019 Defensive Coordinator of the Year by 24-7 Sports and ranked fourth nationally on its recruiter rankings. So the guy knows how to get people up to his team. And of course, who wants to go to Boston in that snow? Not me, said the Wee Bear, but you know, he gets it done somehow in some way. He spent seven years in the NFL on various teams and Mac hasn't met him, but Coach Bateman actually has an interesting connection because he coached him while he was a head coach at Siena College. So there's that UNC connection that we love to make. Halfley is looking to become the seventh coach in Boston College history to begin his coaching tenure 3-0. So when we're facing this Eagles team, we got to see what they did before they came to us, right? They beat Duke. Whew, Jesus. They they put the brakes on Duke. And that's just, you know, okay, good opening matchup. Duke is obviously struggling this year. But Boston College is a team that most ACC people always put to the side. But they came out swinging for sure. But then they had a game against Texas State where they came down to the wire and they won 24-21. However, it was a game where Boston College was pretty much just beating themselves. They had every opportunity to win and seal it. But they struggled, and they'll be hella, hella motivated to prove the, that they're the team that stomped on Duke. So they have that energy. That's a scary sight for Carolina because you you never want a team who knows that they're good and just played bad to try and come up against you and try and prove that, right? It's always interesting how that goes. In Hathley's press conference that I got to take a look at, he spoke about the team needing to play a more complete game from all of the individual groups and that they can't beat themselves more than the other teams are beating them. And I think Mac Brown echoes those sentiments a lot. And I think that's what Carolina's team is. You know, they're great on paper, have talent for days, but sometimes they get in their own way. So two teams trying to get out of their own way will be interesting <laughs> for sure. Now, when it comes to the offense, Lord, help us. We got the big boys. And as you all know, I love a good O-line. I think that is the key to being any successful team. Sure, you can have a good defense. Fine, you can have a good quarterback. But if you don't have boys in the trenches, who can block for you? It's a waste of time and space. And, of course, Boston College has the big boys because they know how to get it done. They've been listening to Locked on Tar Heels podcast. Four out of five of their offensive linemen are returning, and they are ACC award winners. Zion Johnson, Alec Lindstrom, Ben Petrula, Tyler Vrabel. Yes, that Tyler Vrabel. He is, in fact, the son of Mike Vrabel, who is the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. 
So interesting. Obviously, he's been coached up. Obviously, he knows how to pour into his fellow linemen, and that'll be an interesting sight to see for us on Saturday. But also, let's talk about this tight end, Hunter Long, for the Eagles. He is he made all ACC third team last year. He's been Boston College's top receiving target in 2020, and he leads the nation. Yes, the nation in receptions for a tight end. Long has started the year with 16 receptions for 174 yards and two touchdowns. He was named to the John Mackey Award watch list after earning all ACC third team honors last season. Long led Boston College with 509 receiving yards, 18.2 yards per reception in 2019. So, secondary we know we struggle a little bit Carolina with our secondary but we don't need Hunter Long to give us a day all game long we're gonna need to contain him and contain him often all right so that's just one thing that's for certain my key observations that you'll hear on Friday can we contain the tight end Hunter Long that'll be very important for the Tar Heels now another thing to watch and QB transfer from Notre Dame, Phil Jerkovic. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that, but I'm, you know, my wording and my pronunciations are always terrible. And I apologize in advance, but that's the best I got for the day. Phil Jerkovic is second nationally among all quarterbacks. Second nationally. Again, I'm going back to these national things. I'm emphasizing that because people sleep on these Eagles, yet and still they're quietly getting those recruits, Coach Halfley, and getting the job done. Second nationally among all quarterbacks in three for 368 yards passing in the second half. So Carolina is a team that likes to do these second half stressor outs. They, they scramble in the first half. They come out swinging. They get you that one little touchdown. You're feeling like, oh, yeah, it's going to have a day. Same how I feel longer. They're going to do their thing. The next thing you know, they struggle. They stumble. They're kings of three and outs. And you're like, okay, what's going on here? Got too cocky. I need you to humble yourself, right? And then we try to come out with these strong late third quarter, fourth quarter performances and leave us on our toes. But when you have guys like Phil Jerkovich, he's kind of probably going to do the same thing. So who is going to outdo the other when it comes to being Mr. Third and fourth quarter, right? Sam Howells been the king of fourth quarters, but Phil clearly is trying to say that he's trying to take that title. So we're going to have to keep, you know, a key watch on who can come out early and often and keep that uh, heel on the neck, right? You cannot let up. You can't give the, any other team the opportunity to feel like they have any momentum going into the game, right? So those are my key players to watch for Boston College's offense. More importantly, we've got a game on Saturday, and I just need to give you a roundabout, you know, notes to keep your eyes, you know, on the prize, which is going to a no for the Tar Heels. How can we do that? Find out next on Locked on Tar Heels. Locked on Tar Heels is your weekly podcast where you get to hear about Carolina football and basketball every single day. Good, bad, or other, you get to hear about pro heels. You get to hear about guys who are doing good things in the community. More importantly, we have good interviews, especially coming down the pipeline with making sure we acknowledge the fact that these guys are human. There's so much good content coming your way that you have to tune in every single day because it's always going to be a fun surprise about what we drop in here. 
Make sure you follow, download, subscribe. If you haven't followed on Twitter yet, at Locked On Heels or me personally, at Candace D. Cooper. I love to talk to our heels all the time, so feel free. If you want to talk football, you think a girl can't talk it, I'm trying to tell you. I'm going to hurt your feelings. You know what I'm saying? So let's talk about it. I would love to have that conversation. And especially on Saturday, I'm pumped that we finally have a game this week. Saturday at 3.30, the Tar Heels take on Boston College on ABC. And we all know primetime is game time, best time to see some Carolina football. I'm hoping, if anything, the equipment crew is you know, channeling my telepathically. I think we got to bust out some powder blue here. I mean, we're on prime time. White is always, you know, pretty, of course, but Carolina blue might as well, might as well go ahead with some Carolina blue unis and white bottoms. Right. And I would say Carolina blue helmets. That's what, that's what my guess is for the week. So we'll be here. You'll, you'll hear me back to see if I got that right, but that's my guess. Blue helmets, blue uh, jerseys, and then white pants. So that's that on that. But Important things to note about this Tar Heels Boston College game. Two undefeated teams. Two teams who have wins in the ACC between Carolina and Boston College. Boston College has a coach in his first year with the program. So you all know every, all the pressure is just to see what he can do, right? He doesn't have the most pressure where it's like it's a win-all or nothing season. Or we have some of these guys in the ACC who are like, if it's high time, you get – some strong wins in the conference or else we're going to have to have some conversations. CC Dave Dorn. But, you know, that's just that on that. We also have UNC's coach, Mac Brown, who is, I would say he's on his last giddy-up, right? He's done everything he needs to do when it comes to college football. He's won a national championship. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's got to commentate. He's got to come back. He's got to rebuild some programs. So for him, the pressure is different in terms of he just wants to get the Carolina team in a good space so that we're able to, you know, keep feeling hopeful that Carolina football is on the horizon. That's what I would call Mac Brown's second stint at UNC. More importantly, Boston College is not the best in primetime. You know, they are, or they're not, and more importantly, they're not the best against ranked opponents. They are 31, 112, and 1 all time against ranked opponents. And Carolina, like I told you earlier, is now number 12. How they are, God only knows because rankings are really poo-poo these days, but they are number 12 when it comes to rankings. So I think that for all intents and purposes, I'm leaning towards Carolina, but I can't fully invest until I dive into Boston College's defense. And so tomorrow you'll hear me talk about the defense from the Eagles standpoint and whether or not they will give Sam Howell a struggle, whether or not Sam Howell will be able to you know, look past his Syracuse performance and try to get on the role that we all thought he would be in his sophomore campaign. He obviously couldn't help the Charlotte game not happening. And for, of course, that would have been a great opportunity to drop about five touchdowns there. But, you know, you, you live and you live to see another day and we keep focused and we reset. Mac Brown has said repeatedly, our season pretty much has started over. <laughs> Carolina does not have really anything to lose at this point. You just, you focus, you got a nice little win out of Syracuse, but it really is the beginning Oftentimes, they talk about the first game and the second game pretty much decide the season. But unfortunately, so much gap between with 68 years since we've had this long of a break for Tar Heels, it's pretty much a do-over. <laughs> it's like, okay, Blink, we had a little 
especially because there were no fans, I would call that a glorified scrimmage, wouldn't you? I mean, I think that's a glorified scrimmage when you have no fans, you barely try to figure everything out, you're trying to adjust these new masks that you have to wear, you're trying to adjust to having to play call screaming through a mask, goes to just years a glorified scrimmage. But when we are on ABC on Saturday night at 3.30, Saturday afternoon, excuse me, at 3.30, it's time. Like, I need them to be fully focused and not take Boston College lightly because I'm for certain that Coach Halfley is not taking Carolina lightly whatsoever. You can just tell by his press conferences, he's very much, you know, you can tell he's from the NFL era where he's focused and he wants to win and he wants to capitalize off the fact that they struggle during Texas State. So let's motivate my guys to come and just really rally about like first half. I see Boston College is coming out swinging. I really do. I think they're going to come out and really put a stamp on the fact that they are a new squad in the ACC to be respected. A lot of times we have our top tier people in the ACC. It's Clemson and everybody else. And, of course, Carolina is trying to put their name in that hat. But right now, Carolina still has a lot to prove. On paper, everyone has been hyping them up. But when it comes down to a knit and gritty, I'm still a little iffy about whether or not I'm going to put all my eggs in the Carolina basket. Because, you know, every time we hype us up, we struggle. I'm just going to say, let's just keep it. We real with ourselves over here in Carolina. So tomorrow I have Boston College's defense. I'll also have an interview with Marquise Williams dropping. He is former Carolina quarterback. And we're going to talk Sam Howell. We're going to talk about his playing days, what he's up to now. More importantly, how excited he is for this current team and what he thinks they have to offer for the ACC and how impressed he is by them. So you got to come back tomorrow for Marquise Williams because if nothing else, you get to hear somebody who's been in the trenches, been in a UNC uniform and got it done for the heels. Now I want you to do your part. I want to make sure that you stay safe. More importantly, you have a great and awesome Tuesday. We're one day closer to hump day, almost closer to Wednesday or Saturday and game day. So be safe, stay smart, have an awesome day. And as always, go heels. You are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.